0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Jewish Divorce Project. I'm your host, Noam Rauscher.
1: And I'm your host, Lerone Tal.
0: Join us as we Kvetch
1: and kvell about Judaism and divorce. From our perspective, as two Jewish professionals and two divorce coaches.
0: And two Jewish parents with lots of experience and plenty of opinions. And here
1: we are, episode 69. <laughs> And today's a special day because it is Noam's uh, birthday.
0: Uh, auspicious occasion. Ooh. Look
1: <laughs> yeah. Craig's excited too. What'd you get?
0: In the big studio. Muzzletoe. <laughs> thank you very much.
1: Yes, I am very honored to be spending your birthday with you here. And all our listeners get to be with you on the actual day of your of your birth.
0: Yeah, it uh, feels how that you, how way. You I think feeling? this is actually, according to my star chart, since we're in Los Angeles, my star chart. <laughs> I think this is actually the time by which I was born. It was election day and my mother was going to actually vote. And so she was working at that time too. So she went in the afternoon because she had to work while pregnant with me. Mm-hmm. Right. And also caring for an older, you know, a, a, another child as well, walking around. And uh, there, there, was, well, you know, You're that's how it happened. She wow. went to vote and clearly I approved.
1: Who she, what she, who she I, I don't reveal then?
0: those types of things because like I don't like to get political. This is true. We should not. Um but so but the point is to say that like I came out on an auspicious occasion. There have been a number of times where things like election day have fallen on my birthday and it's uh sometimes it hasn't quite really uh been the type of birthday celebration that I've wanted. And other times it's
1: Because of the election?
0: Yeah. Well, because like the sombre mood of things yeah. and it's but that's, you know, generally separated from it. Okay. What I did realize recently, though, is that, like, eleven six
1: 6
0: is nine eleven upside down.
1: Wah! Wait a. Always a downer, man. Wah, <laughs> wah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> You're ruining my vibe.
0: <laughs> I know how to kill a mood. Damn. Let me tell you about this. <laughs>
1: it's your birthday. I mean... Even I'm, our topic I'm today, you're interested in guilt. Of all things to talk about on your birthday, the guilt.
0: Guilt. About, That's what he wants to I have talk no about. No guilt about what I just shared. <laughs> just the, the realization. But it, it's not, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. But yeah, thank you. I appreciate what you said about my birthday. Thank you. And Craig, thank you for the applause. It was very <laughs> sweet of you. Uh, it's 44. It's a wonderful, wonderful time to be alive. And more and more I think about it, like it was a real difficult time going through divorce, you know, Mm -hmm. and some, and you don't really have a lot of perspective in that. You haven't gone through anything like that. And gradually things have been coming back together, which feels really good. So, you know, the progression, hopefully going along that way, you know, keeps moving in, in the way it has been. And that will feel really good too. And you know having gone through all that stuff early on at the beginning of my 40s now that I'm 4 years into it right it's a, a different thing yeah it really your is your
1: last year before you're officially in your mid 40s
0: thank you right? for bringing that to my attention and i wasn't interested in <laughs> knowing so that that just means that, that. this year but you got to go big <laughs> obviously felt the need to remind me about it this year I have to go big.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna do it because you're older than me by like a little bit.
0: So I, I'm turning uh, 44 this uh, year. Too. Oh, so I'm the old man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Come on now. Well, fine, <laughs> fine, fine. I have to go big this year. You mean when I celebrate my birthday, like when I turn 45? No, like
1: the ne- this year. This coming year up, itself, 365. What do you feel is going to be like? What's the thing that you wanna? Conquer? Like, what's something in your life that you're excited to continue to improve on and you want to be like going into your end of your 44th year being like, hell yeah, yeah. I did it.
0: Yeah. What is it? So, I really liked how the pandemic carved out this space for creative time. And I feel like I've been missing that. Obviously, this podcast is a result of it. And so, continuing to keep this going has been wonderful for me. So, thank you again for that. Um, But so for my birthday i bought myself um a package of pottery classes uh, over at the pottery studio and they have a couple locations around los angeles i should get them to sponsor us now that i think about it since i'm talking about it so much but the pottery studio uh and i went last week and since it was my birthday Today, I was building up to it. I took a note from your book, which is to say, like stretch your birthday out a little bit, celebrate the whole week leading yes. up, right? You deserve it. So uh, I did, and uh, I so I went on Wednesday last week, and I'd been wanting to do this for so long. Like, like I, it was getting to the point where it was like virtue signaling on my point when I would go on dates because I'd say like Look at me, how cool and creative I was or am," and I wasn't following through on it, and I felt lame about it but I sincerely wanted to do it I really did and so here I am now and it felt really good to like finally pursue this creative endeavor and uh, the great thing about it is that you go in and they give you the code to get in they work you through the basic steps of it in the class and they say like look you guys are welcome to come throughout the day if you want anytime during the week and you we have always have play available for you and if you want to you know if you want to uh, uh, make sure that." you have to keep the space clean, obviously. So we're gonna teach you how to clean everything and keep everything nice and tidy. Um, and you gotta be respectful of the space. So it's been, uh, and then like learning how to do the clay molding is an incredibly humbling experience. There's definitely a sermon or two in there, yeah. right? I'm The clay's mastering me more so than I'm mastering the clay. But it's such a great zen and chill environment. Like I go and I put my headset in and I start playing with the clay and then I put it on the wheel and it just, and I've been failing. All I've been making are terrible bowls. Like they're disgusting. Like they're not even good ashtrays.
1: So this is, are you going to give me a vase for my birthday in July? Yes.
0: Well, I let my friends know, be aware that that uh... if you're listening, um, Uh, Since I'm going through this uh, hobby right now, this endeavor, you're going to be getting a lot of gifts that I I make. I love it. Uh, And not all of them will be good, but they will be original pieces. So at some point when I make it big, you'll say, look, this is ugly, but it came from someone beautiful. Oh. And I think that's a real humble thing of me to do, is to give my beautiful art away. Yeah, you can make some really
1: beautiful Hanukkiahs maybe. A really ugly Chanukia is.
0: You know, I, I don't think I can make a Chanukiah on a spinning wheel. Maybe it's possible, but
1: oh, it's o- you're only working on the wheel. That's I, the only this is are doing. Okay, okay. Right?
0: And uh, wait, so wait, that's the...
1: I need I need to I need to interrupt right now. Thank you for sharing the spiritual aspect and the creative healing healing you're getting. But are there any cute girl women like at this place? I think you're gonna meet someone here.
0: I'm not gonna lie, right? There are attractive women there, but that's not why I'm there. I know, and And I don't want to. Why?
1: That's why the women are gonna love you because you're not there for that. Okay, I'm not trying to stick that in your head. I'm just putting it out in the universe.
0: Thank you for putting it out in the universe. I'm really going. Like, if I get distracted from this, I'm gonna be frustrated. And if there's a woman that seeks to distract me from this, know that like we're gonna have problems. It's not the right time. This is because like your
1: own time. This is, Sorry, I didn't this, is to ruin it. this is me dating me. Okay,
0: okay. Right? I will not cheat on myself here. Okay. Okay. And you just um, tell the
1: universe I am not going to meet someone. You in this
0: I'm universe, gonna... you know, you in this universe are like besties. I, I what yeah. messages has the universe been sending you as of late to be so uh-huh. aligned with it and promoting of it. Get the universe to sponsor the podcast, okay? <laughs>
1: Well, I'll tell you, the universe Hello, has been sponsoring the universe, my I life. Could
0: easily work with you for a low monthly rate of ninety five, ninety five. No,
1: it is priceless, Mister. Okay. There is no, there is no price to be put on that. No, okay. I know you make fun of me, and I don't know if it's because you're a rabbi and it, 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 is the universe against what you believe. Because it's I'm supposed to say God, not universe, right?
0: The cosmos? It's different. What are you suggesting when you say the universe? The
1: universe. When things align in a way that you almost can't explain it. Like, right? I mean, I had this day on Friday. I had three different coffee meetings with these kick-ass women, all different ways that I want to work with them to build this solo mom community I'm building. And I decided (laughs) I was going to wear... Heels, which I never wear. And I just decided I want to be a boss bitch that day and go to all my meetings. Right? <laughs> so I'm walking up and down Magnolia and I scattered them here in Burbank, all like different coffee shops. So I can just walk from one to the next. I was early to my last, to my final meeting, and I walk into one of my favorite boutiques, and the owner is like, you need to try on this dress, da da, da 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 Next thing you know, we're hanging out. I'm trying on her dresses, her own designs over at Audrey K. Why are you laughing at me? Why, are you, why is he laughing at me?
0: I'm not laughing at you. I apologize. I'm laughing with you. I'm celebrating you and your boss bitch moment. I'm
1: telling you... She then starts talking about, what are you doing these days? next thing you know, we're planning an event together, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. On how she knows how how to help women figure out how to dress for their bodies and how to embrace their bodies and dress right. I mean, it was amazing. Then I go, I go across the street to another store and I happen to walk straight in and see this book, which I might be giving it to you as a birthday present. (laughs) It was a series of three books <laughs> called Tantric Dating, Tantric Tantric.
0: I don't need those Relating,
1: books. and Tantric Mating. I don't
0: need those books. I'm telling you, I don't need those books.
1: I you know you don't need those books, but, anyways, I found them fascinating. Good. Find out the author them is library. local. Have We're going to do a, an event there. <laughs> anyways, it was just. We're going to do an event days. at that library
0: about that book? No.
1: You're what? not listening to me. What are you saying? I tuned out the second I said universe. <laughs> I'm done. Craig, <laughs> remind me not to talk about my amazing moment no, where ru- oh, shit stop. goes down this for me. It's rude of me. It's rude of me. It's you rude of me. Good. This is, uh,
0: obviously, look, obviously you feel a connection. Obviously you feel a connection to something greater than yourself, that things are working up in, in a flow state for you. Yeah. They're consistent with what you've been hoping to accomplish. hmm do you think, I'm asking you seriously, do you think that these are random or do you think these are a result of the choices that you've made because of the choices that you've made and steps that you've taken to set yourself up in certain ways?
1: Yes, both. I do think that I'm take, doing the steps to get what I want, mm-hmm. but I will tell you this, when I'm in a mode of focusing on what's not what I don't have and what's not coming my way and I'm not putting any positive energy into it, shit doesn't happen. And I've just seen it prove to work for me over and over again that when, I, when, I, when my mind is ready to attract what I want and I really can focus on what I want, you can call it manifesting.
0: You can call it laws of attraction. But why you can... do you think the universe cares if you've got positive energy to give it?
1: When you are giving that positive energy, the universe gives it back.
0: All right. No, I'm actually laughing at myself now and thinking about what kind of energy do I put out there. I, know, it, I have I a guest I'd positive. like to bring on our show
1: that's gonna it's <laughs> gonna teach us about this about the laws of attraction. So I I do is that is there is there, uh, is this a general thing again amongst the rabbis that are like this
0: that we don't put up listen with energy. the laws
1: of attraction and shit. It's all what it's all it's all just what I mean. What what
0: what are you what talking is? about?
1: Do you have an issue with me talking, not issue, but do you think it's silly to talk about the universe?
0: like is it Avodah zara? yeah, right, yeah, idol worship, yeah, to talk about star alignment and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. I mean, I did say that like according to my star chart,
1: okay, but I was no, I'm just curious more of like the rabbi's perspective, not you as a person, uh look. Can't speak for all rabbis, obviously.
0: I'm willing to bet, from a kabbalistic perspective, uh, there is a Jewish way of referring to what you're talking about. Um, I don't know what it is necessarily. I know of a lot of different names for God. Um, I, you know, you're talking about. I think what you're talking about is. I, I don't know if what you're talking about is God. Are you talking about God? Are you talking about like it is some type of energy force that runs through the world?
1: I believe it has to do with energy.
0: Do you think it's like Star Wars, the force? No. Okay.
1: I think we need to move on from this topic.
0: Oh, because you've strayed into (laughs) waters that you don't feel comfortable talking in now that I'm asking serious questions and taking it seriously. It's okay for you to say that you don't believe in God, that you have no connection with God. It's much easier for you to have a connection with something you feel like that actually gives something back to you. I mean, that's what I do find to be fascinating about this conversation. And if we're going to talk about modern spirituality in some way and how it can be useful in our lives, because I do hear a lot of what you're saying over social media and in other conversations with people, particularly in the coaching world, right? The universe gives back to you what you put in, right? It's a great way of also, I think, in some ways lightly at smacking at people who aren't naturally, you know, like ebullient and positive, like me, right? Who are somewhat depressive, um, like me, right? The eors of the community who yeah. are somewhat, you know, stereotyped or at least stigma for just being Debbie Downers glass, all the time. Glass half empty. Yeah, come on, I mean, there's a certain reality. Like, part of it is that like, we're in tune with the real world. OK, and we see how things work and we're just generally saddened by it because it never really meets our expectations. That's a natural way to be. It gets to be a lot of times and then you have to step out and take a note from your people's playbook, which is to say, no, 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 come on. The sun will always rise. Right. It's always going to be there and it's always going to be a beautiful and bright, sunny day, depending on how you look at it. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's that, that that's helpful from time to time. hmm. And then when you see, like, a lot of the other things are going on, it's not that helpful. At least from my perspective.
1: It's a little hard right now, with all the shit going on everywhere, right. to continue to stay positive. Well, see. But when uh, those moments do happen, when you have this, the moments of, like, you see a sign or when these moments happen, I think it's just important to acknowledge them and recognize them as well.
0: Signs. Signs is a very interesting concept, a very, very interesting and subjective concept. What kind of signs are we talking about, my friend? What is a sign that indicates to you that the universe has given back? Please, speak of this spiritual exchange that you have had.
1: I think it all comes from up above. I think it has to do with angels up in the sky. I think it has to do with... um, with. People in your, your grandparents looking down you. I think there's all of that. That's where I think everything's coming from.
0: Okay. 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 Fair enough. I can appreciate that. I've okay. had deep connections with people in my life who I love who have passed on. There's songs that who come still, on
1: yes. and the moment that you hear it and you're like, oh my gosh. Or you, you, know, you, you say the word love and you look down and there's a heart-shaped rock on there's the floor. There's been a series Those of
0: kind of more than coincidental events for you. Yes. And I have an example. Did a song come on?
1: Yes, this happens to me all the time. So, let, oh, what? come on!
0: That's the whole point of this. What? <laughs> what song has come on?
1: Okay, I'll give you an example. I was on a date. I was with a guy that I'm
0: was into. you we are talking about professional stuff. No,
1: I'm, this is not professional. You wanted a sign. I'm going to tell you a good sign. You said about a song. You um, asked me about a song. I'm fine. sorry. The song is not professional related.
0: Okay, let's come hear it. On. Let's hear it. I'm sorry. So, I apologize. I apologize. I've been controlling and that's really not the way i should be at all And this i need to be listening i'm sorry
1: it is your birthday though so i yeah. you know
0: granted a little bit of leeway thank you okay
1: you just feel like being a little <clears throat> bit of an asshole on your birthday that's okay i'll take it It will
0: be my guilt-free birthday as a way of I teasing up it. what our conversation is going to be after the commercial we're supposed to be talking about guilt everyone and i have a great joke that i'm going to let everyone hear you've heard it before but Nonetheless.
1: Let's, let's move on. No, but what? No, not you're not it.
0: getting out of. You're not getting okay. out of the season. So
1: we were walking back to. We we're in the marina. We were doing everything in our power to just keep this a uh, uh, hands-free platonic type of a uh, date. And as we're walking down to the boat,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we walk by a Trader Joe's, mm-hmm. and the song blasting is "Rock the Boat, Rock the Boat." Leah, come on. That That is not somebody being like, you need to get busy with this man right now.
0: Do you Someone's think though, that, out that, for that me. song My is grandma. playing on a loop no. in the marina?
1: Nope. I've never heard a song like that come out of Trader Joe's.
0: <laughs> Did he say anything about it while we on the date? We both looked
1: at each other the exact same time. So, yeah, it was like we both were like, whoa, crazy.
0: Okay. All, right. All right. I'll give it many, to you. I'll give it to you.
1: One of many... Things like that that have happened. So, <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: Okay. Well, um, you know, here's a, here's a joke for you. Knock, knock. Is it knock, knock? That's not even a knock, knock joke. What, what am I doing? I'm screwing it up already. How many Jewish mothers does it take to screw in a light bulb? None. <laughs> None. I'll just sit here in the dark. <laughs> Don't worry about me. It's a good way to introduce that we're going to talk Uh, about guilt in divorce land right after this commercial break.
1: Gina Feeds Catering has been creating beautiful and delicious food throughout the Los Angeles area for over a decade. This local Jewish woman owned business has been recruiting volunteers and is raising money for the soldiers in Israel by selling her famous chicken matzah ball soup. You can buy a deconstructed soup that feeds four people for $36. They even freeze well so you can stock up for the winter. Place your chicken soup for the soldier's order. You can send a DM on Instagram to Gina Feeds Catering or email gina at ginafeeds.com.
0: Hi, everyone. (laughs) Welcome back. Zoned out there for a second. Still getting used to this wonderful new dynamic that we have, but here we are talking about uh, guilt in divorce land. I don't know if you've ever experienced guilt in any particular ways in divorce, their own, but for me, uh, they can be particularly difficult moments.
1: Yeah, I think uh, we also, we're just raised with Jewish guilt and all of that. So it's kind of comes natural as well.
0: Um, I know for me, I'm just going to put this out there that I think I feel, uh, and obviously this requires really addressing, but um, an underlying sense of guilt about the divorce about the fact that just for my kids they don't have that you know um well the normal family structure that so many other kids have now normal obviously is a really interesting word when you think about how many families are divorced uh but like that kind of runs through a lot of it and i've needed to learn to like recognize when i get. triggered by you know that guilt about and it's related to something else Mm -hmm. uh and knowing that like well with the bar mitzvah coming up um and just kind of like how it's obvious Mm -hmm. right like people know it about our family right yeah it's kind of is what it is yeah um now there are also wonderful things to think about in the sense that like it could go really well and that's what we're striving for and we're working towards that actively me and my ex And if it does, then it'll be a beautiful story. I kind of resent the fact that, like, that's even, you know, part of the wonderings of it, right? Because you don't necessarily worry about that when a couple is married. Yeah. Right, when you're up there, right? You
1: know what you do when when you're getting married? You're marrying that person saying, I want to be with this person for the rest of my life. You're putting out that. Mm Mm-hmm. Is what you want. So maybe instead of sitting here and thinking, I wonder if it's going to be okay or what if it's not or what if it's this, you just kind of, how would you want it to be? You know?
0: The bar mitzvah?
1: Yeah, the outcome is like, I would love for us to just make it through and be friendly and everybody, you know, that was what when I was... I literally was like, my goal is to stand in the Bema and not want to punch each other in the face. That's
0: my point. I think there's, like, when I sit back and I think about the energy used for something like that, right, and the fact that, like, that has to be part of what we consider the planning and the strategy of doing a a bar mitzvah during divorce, um, it's, I I feel like a a resentment rooted in guilt, Um that like I've created that scenario for myself and for my children.
1: This even has to be an issue right now. Yeah. I get that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I was just thinking about guilt of like the hardest. Um the hardest part was really, really in the beginning, I had such a hard time doing anything fun when the kids weren't around. That was really crazy and i just found myself having to like i mean now i get it and i embrace that fun big time but like mm-hmm. i couldn't even be around um i mean i had a boyfriend at one point mm-hmm. if it was his weekend and we were hanging out with his daughter
0: mm-hmm.
1: i felt so guilty doing anything fun with um, her instead yeah. of my own kids yeah yeah i was like i don't like this i don't I like hanging out with other people's kids like that was that was interesting
0: i could see that i felt a little bit of that when i was uh driving um to my teaching job last year—all great mm-hmm. kids that I was teaching—but it was also like I'm dropping off my kids in a hurried way in the morning, and I don't really get too much of a chance to them to spend eight straight hours with these kids. And then I got to come back after a you know long schlep in traffic to be with my kids, so I'm in a terrible mood. And then I got to spend like good quality time with my kids there, or at the very least put dinner on the table for them. Yeah, uh, you know it's and then and um. The times where I couldn't meet that standard at a minimal level, I felt terrible guilt, as I'm sure a lot of parents do, Mm -hmm. uh, because you just want to be able to do right by your kids and you feel like you're not, and getting adjusted to the fact that it doesn't need to be perfect and it doesn't even need to be close to what you conjure up in your head. You just need to think creatively about what really you know takes care of what needs to be taken care of.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, I think another interesting layer of guilt that we have in divorce sometimes we don't even really acknowledge and it's just there i think that in my situation my ex did not want the divorce and i did and i for so long after he would remind me like if something was hard for him it was because i was the one who you know who did this to him right and so in that in the moment i'd be like no, you know, I just had to be the stronger one. And, da, 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 and I have all the right things to say to make me not feel guilty. But I I definitely felt it got to me. It's not right. like I hate this person. We right. could build a life together. I felt, you know, yeah, his the course of his life's changed, as did mine. But you didn't feel- there was a little bit of that guilt was there underneath. Because you feel of, of,
0: of feeling bad.
1: Divorce. Yeah, feeling bad that his life is challenged it's, now.
0: Right, adjusted dramatically. Yeah. What about for the kids?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, major guilt over the kids. But I, to be honest with you, I actually felt, so, I feel very strong that us being apart is is way better for the kids than us being together. I so, really do. It's
0: so funny. I'm sure you've seen this on social media that uh, a lot of the messaging that goes out for women um, is very much, uh, you know, you made the right decision for your life, you made the right decision for your kids, that sort of thing. and. That's such, like, a easily adapted um, message um, that it could, you know, it sounds like to me when you think about divorce, right, uh, that, like, someone was really in trouble, right? Yeah. Whereas you hear so many stories of women who are just like, you know what? We lost the flame.
1: I I don't think...
0: That's that's yeah. that's terribly they, reductionist, right? Like yeah. I can't.
1: Well, did you hear? Like the most recent, they re- I I heard it's like eighty percent of divorces are initiated by women now. It's now eighty? That's a lot. Yeah, but I I can tell you what I'm seeing a lot of is women who have just had it. It's not the like I don't want to be together. We lost our flame. It's just they've gotten to a point where women are just more empowered to not settle for a life that doesn't bring them joy. They're doing so much self-care. There's so much out there. There's so many ways to grow and and have personal growth and you know, I just think that women are kind of like
0: it's so let's, interesting. Let's
1: either make this work or not. I, I have- think more so than men where I think sometimes men are a little bit more tolerant with it not being great but it's okay and it's good enough and we're happy and we have a little sex but not enough and I think men just might Be more tolerable,
0: right to the normalcies of American, you know, domestic life. It's entirely possible. I, I, am always fascinated by the statistic of, you know, originally it was seventy percent. That's what I was quoting. Seventy percent of um all divorces that are initiated are initiated by women. Now it's eighty percent. That's interesting. Um, I'm just always kind of curious about that, which is to say why, and, you know, I think so much about previous generations how women were very much limited to the household um, and all the pressure they had to kind of keep it all together in that way and how so much of that time and need also limited their full expression of who they wanted to be that Mm -hmm. they got married at a young age and were you know they were considered disappearing women right Mm -hmm. that they just were only thought about as mom or wife and that was it that was their only identity and there was always this approach to like s- sacrifice yourself for the sake of the family. Um, and it seems like a lot of that has changed to be more about like if your needs aren't being met, right? And if that is limiting your health in some ways, your spiritual health and well being, right? That it is limiting who you are then something needs to change dramatically in order for that to happen. If it means sacrificing the family so that you focus on self.
1: Yeah.
0: And I don't even like the way that I'm saying it because I feel like it makes it sound like a real selfish thing, and that's not what I'm trying to say. I
1: understand what you're saying. What I'm trying
0: to say is the flourishment of the individual is what aids in the full development and the health of the family is what it is. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, it was the family's health is what comes first, and I think what we're saying now is the health of the individual's comes first because that will ultimately... Be what's healthy for the family.
1: Yeah, and everything you're saying, yes, and it's different things. Everything got so much more expensive to live. Every most families, both parents had to work. I mean, a lot more. I mean, we got married right when the recession hit, so even if I want 2008, yeah, yeah. So I mean, there was a point where I was the one that was able to work, and he wasn't, or he, you know. And so I think a lot of couples, those roles, kind of changed and at one point maybe she was working a little more than he was working or that you know because and just uh, things changed and i think that for many men it might have been hard when the woman at the time was a breadwinner or the woman was making you know was Mm. they had to keep up with the household but they didn't so then she ends up doing both right Mm. and that's where the resentment gets started and Mm they don't feel as needed or necessary. And then, but then it's like, if the roles reverse, then it's hard to even adjust back to that. I think that that's just been, yeah, I think it almost made it easier when it was a given that the woman stayed home and the man went to work. Right. You know, that's not the given anymore. And, you know, when I was a preschool director and I got to see so many families and especially in Burbank, so many um, men were like creatives and, worked from home and right. maybe the woman worked. And so I saw a lot of dads bringing the kids to school, doing the lunches, a lot of stay-at-home dads. Um, so I, I just think sometimes that role reversal may have contributed to women. If a man feels emasculated, he's, gonna, he's not going to look very masculine.
0: Uh-huh. What you're saying is men lost their mojo.
1: I think some men lost their mojo and uh-huh. I think some women were
0: like because they were becoming stay-at-home dads and that wasn't attractive to women.
1: Not because they were becoming stay-at-home mm-hmm. dads, but because the women were working and doing the houses and the men became we're a little bit irrelevant. They oh, were at least fucking their wives and they were friends. Sure. Maybe then yeah. it would have made sense, but
0: So what you're saying is okay, so that I can I've buy a little a lot bit of more than like
1: situations where the men have become irrelevant or they are controlling not doing the work, but then being controlling, um, whether it's financial or, you know, verbally or not hands on enough with the kids or you know, it's that's the
0: gap in domestic and emotional labor is still very apparent, right? It's it's you know, go through know, those moments, where you're like Obama's president, racism still exists, right? And, you know, even with feminism and the equality out there, right? There's still even in the homes, right, yeah. of some of the most I, I...
1: But the families that I see, my friends that I can think of that have really great relationships, the men are cooking also. They're they're true partners. I mean, I have some really awesome guy friends that I know that I grew up in high school. And I'm like so impressed at how equal they are with their wives. And they have really good relationships. Mm -hmm. Both are working. Both are taking care of kids. But I mean, they're just like a team.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, good for them. Wonderful. They should write a book.
1: That's what works.
0: There is some great literature out there, yeah well, Fair Play is one of them. It's a great book that I'm reading right now. Okay. It's all about they' just like bridging the gap in the domestic and emotional labor and home. Uh, and the idea is that you know uh, you got to make it a game because nobody really wants to do the labor right? I mean, some people do want to do the labor, but the point is to say that like you got to divide it up if you're a team, right That's what yeah. partnership is about, and you should it should be a building block between the two you not something that causes you to butt heads and separate from one another.
1: Yep.
0: We were supposed to be talking about guilt, though.
1: Well, there's another...
0: That's a good way to pivot from this. There's
1: another form there of guilt. guilt, guilt? You
0: but that's what we were talking about. We were yeah, talking yeah. about divorce, right? And so, you know, it does the idea of, like, needing to focus in your life alleviate the, you know, the guilt that you might feel about having done this to your family? That sounds accusatory. hmm Made the decision to divorce.
1: Yeah. I feel that in our situation... I just was the one who pulled the plug.
0: Right. Had to be done.
1: It had to be done.
0: You don't think you could have I gone was the one it. who
1: did everything, anyways, around the house. This was just one more thing I had to do. <sighs> <laughs> I mean,
0: wipe yeah, the it, counters, it, it's, take out the trash, put the kids to bed,
1: for file divorce.
0: for divorce. <laughs> wow. That's cold. That's cold
1: sometimes the woman has the bigger balls when it comes to making I, those decisions. Well I now mean, that you've
0: been talking about masculinity, I yeah, know. I completely agree so okay, so that's guilt free maybe that's maybe there's something to she said about that from a coaching perspective that you offer guilt free divorce counseling right? no, have I, a guilt free divorce guilt-free. experience hmm?
1: it's not guilt free I have plenty of guilt
0: I mean, I have guilt over the fact that like clearly some of the decisions I made in marriage were not helpful to. My marriage and my relationship, which contributed to my ex's right, wanting yeah. to file for divorce. Uh, you know, so
1: I, I've just really gotten to a point where the, I just feel that this the guilt really doesn't serve anyone, honestly. It's I, don't I know. really try to like I know about when that. my kids are at their at their dad's, that's I make that my day. I take care of myself, I get my nails done, I do all the things I need to do so that when they're back I feel energized. And ready okay, to be so mom that's again. It's a different
0: thing altogether, but uh, let me just say that like, guilt can be helpful in um, making atonement for things, particularly yeah. if you feel remorse over right. the things that you've done, which is a deeper level of guilt. But guilt can help you, you know, right the wrongs that you've created in certain circumstances. I do believe that divorce has maybe a better father, and I certainly hope it makes me a better partner to someone in the future. Um, having gone through this, having certainly known what it is that I lost and what I don't get to experience now and what I certainly want still in my life, right? I know, and I wish I hadn't gotten through divorce to learn this, and I I still wonder if there are other friends who are this much aware. But my point is to say that, like, I I hope it's an experience that teaches me something because then that guilt will be alleviated, right?
1: (laughs) It is. You know it is an experience. You've learned so much. Yeah, but
0: yes, you're right but it has to be put to use i think is what we're saying yeah, right? well, that's the process of chuva that we're talking about <clears throat> from a jewish perspective if you want to do something about the guilt that you feel right we'll address it head on take responsibility for it right find out what its root causes ask yourself if you've also really done wrong like there's no point in worrying about it if you haven't really done anything wrong yeah and yeah. maybe it did work out for the best so yeah. you have to like if there's nothing you can really do about it yeah. Moving on is a really helpful kind of thing to do because just dropping it seems to be the best move.
1: I I have a real life uh, situation okay. from this weekend. All right, with some guilt, a yeah. different in a different way. So whenever it's um whenever it's the kids' weekend with their dad, one of the days they're always at the grandparents and the cousins come and they get to see all the family. And I was doing that too, right? So it was like, but if you think about it, it's only. Every other weekend I have, right? So I, I end up usually using up one of those days with family because I I get the Jewish guilt from my grandmother
0: yeah.
1: of, like, I need to see the kids. You don't bring the kids. And this past weekend, they both were like, what do we have this weekend? And I was like, ah. And they're like, can we just do nothing, please? Like, we just want to be home. We just want to play video games. We just want to chill. And I realized in all of the trying to, you know, Appeal to everyone else's guilt they were putting on me. I wasn't listening at all to the kids. And I don't know that they would have asked, I don't know if they've asked their father the same thing of like, can we just chill? But I really was like, this is what they need. And I listened this weekend and it was, it was nice. I can tell that they just, I feel like we're, you know, we're doing things, we're seeing family, we have plans. They just, they need that.
0: Do you have any guilt that's particularly Jewish guilt? That is to say, Guilt you have related to Jewish things in their lives.
1: Um, like I feel, if a few, if I didn't do Shabbat dinner, like, or light the candles with them, and like a few Fridays have gone by, then I'm like, "Eh, I don't feel like a good Jewish mother right now. No,
0: like do it all the way or just not some of the steps.
1: No, if like I didn't, we didn't, because you know sometimes we're rushing out to football or this or that, and like i'd like I'd like to be able to light candles and do at least something something before we leave the house, right so I feel a little, oh, I feel guilty when I don't do that
0: so we, oh. like I'm not
1: giving them the Shabbat experience of any type that
0: sure yeah, there's something to be said though about the quality time that you are spending with them,
1: yeah, yeah, as being yeah,
0: as part of the purpose of Shabbat, yeah, You don't get to light the candles. What if you got like I apologize I'm trying to fix this, this is a very manly thing to do, um, but like but if you've got like electric candles that you kept in the car. Uh,
1: know, we're not that same. Not that observant. <laughs> 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 not pushing it.
0: Wait No, I'm not I'm just totally wait a second, you're it's telling me you're funny. not lighting the candles before going to a football game on Shabbat, right? And you feel guilty I'm about that. In my and here car. I come up with a wonderfully creative solution and you go, Hold on, rabbi, we're not that observant.
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> Mobile Shabbat candles. I don't know. It's it's a nice thing. So what you're saying
0: is you don't feel any guilt whatsoever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe you've changed my mind.
0: <laughs> As you um, really think about it.
1: No. Well, tell me what's your what's your.
0: Um. I mean, I certainly, um, affording Judaism is difficult. It really is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so constantly asking for scholarship is a humbling experience. I don't necessarily feel guilty about asking for the help. Um, it took me a while to get to a point of being okay with asking for the help and being as honest as possible about what really needed, I needed, um, and, um, I, you know, I want to give them more, um, but it's hard. Affording things in the Jewish community is difficult. The cost of Jewish education I would love. I honestly would love to be able to give them good private Jewish day school education.
1: I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna echo that. I
0: can't afford it. Yeah. Like even if I taught, I couldn't afford it. Yeah. No. Um, and the divorce has got me limited. Let me be more articulate about that. The divorce has got me limited to Pasadena, really, in terms of where I live, and I'm not going to sh- move the boys out just for a, you know a job in Los Angeles or something like that. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So, it you know. W- wanting to provide to them more in that way uh you know from certainly from a place of security it right, leaves me with this sense of feeling guilt uh and certainly um am i doing enough yeah. you know for something like that right um i w- wish that i could afford more for the divorce right not for the divorce, excuse me for the bar mitzvah right i can't uh and so we're trying to work it out in a way that's manageable for everyone um I, you know so i try to make it up with other experiences right yeah. the quality time the helping him practice right reading his aliyot and writing his Dvar Torah and helping him understand what all this means and studying his portion with him so that he can kind of inform his Dvar Torah with his own wisdom about what he's learned um
1: So the guilt is basically just highlighting what you wish you could, what you wish you could do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a matter of if you're going to let it really beat you down and make you feel like shit, or you're going to look at it more as something to maybe strive for. And in the meantime, you're doing all these other things that are amazing to keep it going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: And then the guilt doesn't have to be something that's weighing you down and harping on you and, and to the point that's really get, you know, I think it, after divorce you're already trying to like not be depressed you're trying to get yourself back to who you are you know and so the guilt is something that i think instead of letting you be something that wears you down and and maybe brings the worst out in you letting it just be a you know just a marker of like oh that's something i wish i could have yeah i wish i could do that better you know, uh,
0: you know what? what I'm I just do thinking
1: pre- of this as a way to like, we. I don't think it's healthy to to sit in it too much.
0: No, I couldn't. Especially
1: I, when you're in a place of trying to grow and move forward. You know, I couldn't
0: agree with you more. Yeah, Dwelling so in it isn't helpful. To like
1: you said, it's not a bad thing. It's a. No. It's it's something that is a feeling you're yep. having. Yep. Wh- why you're having this feeling? What is it bringing to the surface? Yep. But then, like you said, so I'm going to do what I can. You know, my kids, I have it so all the time, you know, their friends have like nicer clothes and nicer things. And we yeah, have, we have neighbors that, that come too. down on these like elect, you know, electric bikes and all this shit. And, you know, my, I've, I've heard the kids say things like, well, our mom can't really afford that. I feel like shitty that, you know, but on the other hand, I'll tell them, you know, you want that? Go ask Saban and Safda or wait till Hanukkah or, you know, they know okay. that we're all about the necessities. And. I don't think I'm gonna create bad kids.
0: For some reason, my kid asked me uh, if we could buy like sweets and oh, if we could make cookies for his classmates. And I was like, "Why? It's a nice thing to do, but why do I need to spend money on that right now?" And I realized it's just cookie mix. But like, yeah, I am trying to save some money. So like, why do I need to spend the well, time? Well, at
1: least of- he asked you to make cookies and not go like buy, buy some cupcakes or something. Right,
0: that's true. But no, no, but I but I hear what you're saying. Right. And, you know, uh, spending on the necessities is really important. I've been in exactly that same boat. Yeah. I really have been.
1: But it, you know what? It's creating, it's creating so much um, understanding and compassion in these boys. I actually love seeing that they're stepping up. I love that sometimes even the older one will remind the younger one, you know, he'll say like, I'm like, and then my do older ever, son will be like, come on, you know, like.
0: Do they ever worry that you're poor? Like my kids have worried that I was poor because I didn't want to spend money on certain things. I said, "No, we're not poor. Yeah, okay. You don't have to worry about anything like that. We're not going to be homeless. Yeah, There's, you, you, hey, you're getting new clothing on a regular basis, or at least when you need it, right? Seasonally.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you have all your needs taken care of. There's hot food on the table, right? You guys go to summer camp. Okay, like you're not poor. Okay, you enjoy all these wonderful yeah. things, right? But it is important to save money and not spend it on things that we don't need to spend it on. Yeah. Right. We go grocery shopping so we can make our food at home rather than constantly going out and eating and order or ordering it in, right? It's to save money that way. Um, you know, and it, it's it's there's a push and pull with things like that. But I also have found myself that I do say a lot to them, you know, you guys have bank accounts. If there's something that you want. Right. Think about spending your own money on it if mm-hmm. you really want it that bad, or think about saving your money. That's probably a much more a valuable thing to do right now. Yeah,
1: I I think that in general the kids are just. Uh, oh God, I had something I was going to say and I totally. Spaced. You blanked. I blanked.
0: What, what does the first, universe tell you? Give
1: me a second. <laughs> Send her the message. Send Lerone the message. I looked at my laptop and I saw a message and it distracted me.
0: Can you uh? Can you give me an echo, Craig? My microphones for a second. No, oh, you have no. Just call out to the universe and respond. Universe, are you there?
1: There was something you were saying about the kids and the and the money and
0: wanting that. to afford more for the bar mitzvah.
1: Oh, you were talking about? Do they think if they ever felt we're for, worried about being for, poor? Right. No, but during the pandemic, when they saw me like stressing out about money sure. and everything, they were a little bit like. And they saw me, I, I was really impulsive. So I like lost my job. It was the divorce finalized. I was home and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to move my parents' house. Like I immediately freaked out mm. and I sold the one thing I should have never done. This talk about guilt. No. no, we had in our backyard. What
0: am I? Uh, uh, not uh, the house. Oh, my Zoltar? <laughs> supposed to predict what you were going to say?
1: Uh, we had in our backyard, one of those gigantic swing sets with the tree house and the twisty slide William things. Yeah. Uh huh. Which was given to us by a dear friend and uh-huh. built in our backyard. And it was amazing. And I was so hungry for money that I sold that thing for 50. 15- Someone came and took it apart and gave me cash of $1,500. Did? Which I then paid my rent. with. Was- right. And my son Liam, at the time, was five, and I wasn't. He cried every day. I want my swing. You think I knew we were going to be home all that time? We c- the parks were closed, and I sold the one thing they could have been Wait, playing so on. Was this
0: guilt, or more kind of like, oh my? God, oh, well, this I've was like the up.
1: stupidest move ever. But I had so much guilt that this poor kid would cry for his swing set. Guilt. Yeah. Well, well, maybe
0: it does because regret. Well, so regret, but feeling here's the thing. But, but guilt's also about like a moral thing that you've done. Remorse again is a moral thing, but much deeper. You're right. Right, an extended kind of relationship with so it. This was regret. Right.
1: I have to say, more so than guilt. Yeah. I the feeling of regret when I think I made the wrong choice in any way hits me real hard ever since divorce.
0: Regret? Yeah. Why?
1: Um, well, my therapist helped me understand why, but I feel like I don't want to make the wrong choice. Uh, I think that I was.
0: Oh, again, you mean. Oh, certainly. Yeah. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I know exactly what you mean.
1: Yeah. So afraid of of saying yes to the thing or no to the thing or just Mm -hmm. missing out or. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. anytime I did something that I felt regret about. That I, Like, I would literally wake up in the middle of the night. I, like, lost sleep over the fact that I sold this swing set and that the kids could have used it so much for this pandemic. And I
0: think that was just more about the choice you made than less about the actual swing set and the usefulness of it.
1: Well, it, it affected my son and how sad he was. I mean,
0: I could definitely see this being <laughs> a constant reminder. Like, every day you're like, oh, shit, what am I going to do with the kids? I wish I had a fucking swing set. Yeah, and then he's crying.
1: Them. I want my swing. And
0: all they need to be is outside and he wants a swing set. Did you buy another one?
1: I bought a, um, uh,
0: well, They're at that point I cool. was
1: like, no, we're not going to get a swing set. I got a um, tether ball.
0: <laughs> right. Did I tell which you about is how? Now, which is now for Halloween. Yeah. A skeleton pole dancer.
1: No, she's been put away. Heather Tether, we decided to call her. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Heather Tether will be back. Wait, I didn't tell you.
0: Raising the level. Of no, I didn't tell you what
1: happened on Halloween. Yeah. It was amazing. So at the end of the night. Yeah. I'm sitting on the porch. The kids are all inside. I, I had a speaker out there. Yeah. So I was playing music around them. Okay. <laughs> this huge group came that were all, all they were all holding their drinks and they'd been you know walking around with their kids all night. Their kids were older, like middle school. They all come closer, and I just decided to like play a song right when they stood in front of the pole. Like I need a good like stripper song. This one. I did. She's my cherry <sighs> pie. They all stopped. All the moms Why? came walking over, dancing Why? around the pool. The dads were all sitting there watching their wives. The kids were like, like "Mom, stop!"
0: Why? <laughs> Why?
1: It was so entertaining. They all started requesting songs. Each mom had a turn Why around is the that pole. when dads do
0: embarrassing things for their kids? It's usually telling like a dad joke. <laughs> Right. Sounds in public. Hilarious. And like for you, it's like women dancing around a skeleton pole dancer. It
1: was like the corner on the. Yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> and was like, all the dudes. Oh, and then and then uh, one of the women was like, you got to play this song. Put it on. He, he looks up and he just goes like, oh, no, I know what she's about to do. It was was amazing.
0: Okay. Well, listen, uh, we've talked a lot about guilt uh, and some about regret, which is fine. This is a wonderful conversation. Uh, Let's also just say that having too much guilt uh, can have really negative psychological impacts on oneself. And you should see a therapist if you are overwhelmed by guilt and paralyzed by it. Uh, And again, asking yourself if there's really anything to be guilty for. Right? You could think of yourself like Joseph and his brothers. They were laden with a lot of guilt. And when they finally saw Joseph, that he was okay, Right, some would say that they started crying out of relief to notice that like, the actions that they took actually led to Joseph's success in some ways, even if that moment they couldn't think about it and even if it did come from a nasty place. It um, wasn't necessarily a good thing to do, and they should certainly address that, mm-hmm. why they did it. But to feel a sense of relief from guilt is okay because maybe what you did wasn't so bad after all. And you shouldn't be laden with that type of grief. You should seek to alleviate that. And that can come in a number of ways after you determine the source of grief, right? You can seek to alleviate it with a lot of different types of self-reflection, take responsibility. You can make amends with people. Uh, Hopefully all of this, seeking forgiveness and even practicing self-compassion in certain ways can help you find uh, growth and development and personal evolution Uh, From knowing that, like, oh, maybe that wasn't something I needed to worry about so much.
1: That was beautifully said.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I'm good every now and then.
1: Yeah. I was a little mesmerized there for a minute. Were you really? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, good. That was good.
1: Um, Excellent. Guess what? As much as uh, it's been fun riffing with you these last couple weeks, we have a guest next week.
0: We do? Yes. Ooh. Okay. Let's hear it.
1: Yeah. We have Nathaniel Neubauer. hmm Are you excited to, to chat with him? Uh,
0: can, uh, yes. That's right. Nace.
1: hmm
0: Nace. Right. I was wondering about that. Excellent. I'm mm-hmm. very excited to chat with him. Yeah.
1: yeah we're going to have a real, real live Jew talking about his real life true story.
0: Of not, divorce. Of divorce. It's also interesting, too, because we rarely have male guests. Like, if we've had a male guest, they've been a rabbi of some kind. Uh, so this is really nice that we have a guest who's a guy, mm-hmm. because and I will say unto that most of our guests are women. Uh, there are just aren't a lot of men involved in the I think divorce. I'm gonna
1: month. make him this my mission: find us yeah, more male. Wonderful,
0: guesses. bring it. Um, but so it's wonderful that we have a, a a male guest, and particularly also one that's just of a guy going through divorce. Right, he's not a divorce professional. Divorce. Yeah. Right. Um, he's not a lawyer or anything like that. Right. You know, this guy is a real great guy, a uh, real down to earth guy. And that's the point of the conversation is to have it with um, someone who's not coming at divorce from a position of I do this for a living now.
1: Yeah, no, right? he I just have... and he's in, in his uh, right. he's his story is inspiring. I'm excited right. to um, right. to hear from him. So am I. Yeah.
0: It up. Very cool. So uh, with that, friends, if you're experiencing guilt from anything that you're going through in divorce, maybe that's from the divorce itself, maybe still related to the loss of family or mom guilt guilt that you've had, right, uh, from being a single parent. Um, If you're experiencing guilt uh, in uh, what you can provide to your kids, maybe from a dad's perspective. Uh, But nonetheless, if you're experiencing guilt in some way, reach out. Right, and don't be alone in that, and share that with us and in our community, uh, or reach out to Leron and I in some way, and uh, we'd love to talk to you about it.
1: Yeah, and uh, once again, happy birthday! Very much. Yeah. Wish you a great year ahead. All right. If you're interested in becoming one of our sponsors or have questions and thoughts about the podcast, please email us at the Jewish Divorce Project at gmail dot com.
0: you can always find us on social media at the Jewish Divorce Project on Facebook and Instagram.
1: And if you'd like to work with me, I specialize in divorce coaching for women. I can be found at mydivorceconcierge.com and on Facebook and Instagram at mydivorceconcierge.
0: And if you're interested in working with me for divorce coaching or spiritual coaching, I work with people of all kinds, of all backgrounds as well. My email address is noamrausher at gmail.com. That's N-O-A-M. R-A-U-C-H-E-R at gmail.com. And you can also find me on Facebook and on Instagram at Noam Rauscher.